Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. My name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. As of the recording of this week's podcast, we are on day 10 of our 21 days of corporate fasting and prayer. And I do trust that you have been blessed by these first 10 days of certainly corporate prayer, these first 10 days of fasting. And I know that I certainly have, and I trust that uh, we collectively, uh, God is doing a great thing. I just believe by the Spirit, God is doing a great thing in us individually and us collectively. And earlier this week, I actually had the opportunity to talk with a young man. He's kind of like a a son of mine. And I had an opportunity to talk with him. And uh, he was just reflecting on his journey up until this point in his life. And he was just saying to me, and he was calling to tell me that he's really at a great place in his life. Um, He's in his probably uh, mid to upper 30s. And he again, he was just at a really great place in his life. He was in a great place in terms of his family, in terms of his career. And he's at a great place in terms of what God is doing in and through him in ministry. And so he was really calling to tell me, though, that he was excited about a tremendous job opportunity, a tremendous uh, potential career opportunity that God, quote unquote, dropped in his lap, end quote. And so he said something that was so profound and so powerful that I wanted to share it with my podcast family. And he said to me, he said, Tony, what I realized is that when God does a quote and suddenly, end quote, it doesn't necessarily mean that things will happen quickly. And so what he was saying was that he was just, uh, as we were discussing kind of his life and, and everything that he's been through, his journey up until this point, he realized something. He realized that everything that had transpired during the course of his life, every trial, every tribulation, every tragedy, every triumph, every knock, every bump, every failure, just everything, everything that had happened up to in his life he realized that it was getting him to the place where he was in position for God to do this and suddenly in his life, right? And so he said everything that he's gone through, every single thing got him ready and got him to this place in his life now where God could do this and suddenly. And so then I immediately began to think of two um, um, scriptures or two passages in scripture in the Bible where God did an and suddenly. The first one was, of course, the day of Pentecost, right? Acts 2, 1 through 4, very familiar passage of scripture. And I'm going to read it from the New King James Version. And it reads, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
right? And so you know the story, just a little bit of a, a brief recap. Jesus and his apostles, right? Jesus, uh, Jesus' apostles, I should say, and the other believers were all gathered together in this upper room. And they were waiting on the promise of the Holy Spirit. Jesus had promised them that he would send this comforter. He had promised him he would send the Holy Spirit. And so he told them to gather and to wait. And so here we are now, 50 days after Jesus's resurrection from the grave, right? Penta 50. So we're 50 days out from Jesus' resurrection from the grave. And we have approximately 120 people. That's what the Bible says in Acts um, 2 and 15. There were about 120. 20 people um, that were gathered in this place. And I'm sure during the course of those 50 days out of that 120 people, somebody had to be wondering, hey, is the comforter, is the Holy Spirit really coming as Jesus promised? Right. And so now I hear some of you saying, wow, I can't believe somebody would ask that, you know, 50 days really isn't that long. And I think that that, that could be a fair comment. But my only question to you would be, how many of you, how many of us are counting the days until this Daniel fast is over? How many of you, how many of us are really planning on what we're going to eat, right? The minute that the fast is over, we already are thinking about what we're going to eat when the fast is over. And then my last question, my very last question, how many of us would be thrilled? How many of us would be saying, yay, if God instructed Pastor Kearney or if God instructed you or me individually to extend the fast another 29 days? In other words, so instead of 21 days, God is saying, no, I want you to fast for 50 days, right? So so my point is this. I think you get the point. My point is you may be saying that 50 days isn't all that long of a time. Well, it may not be all that long of a time when you're on the outside looking in. But 50 days can feel like an eternity if you're the one that's going through, if you're the one that God is asking to do something for those 50 days, right? And I thought the fast was a great example because that's something we're going through right now. And all of us are just um, grateful that we've made it through the 10. We know we've got 11 more to go. But what if, what if God says, no, I want you to do a 50 day fast or whatever that number is, you get my point. Right. And so, again, the other thing, the other scripture or the other passage of scripture that came to mind was the woman who had the issue of blood. Right. We all know it as the issue of blood. Well, that's biblical speak or the Bible's way of saying the woman had a bleeding disorder. And that story was found or is found in Luke chapter eight, verses forty three through forty eight. And I want to read that. I don't normally read this many verses of scripture, but it's just it's so rich and it is really going to prove a point as we um, as we as we talk about this just for a moment. So Luke chapter eight, verses 43 through 48, and it reads again from the New King James Version. Now, a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any came from behind and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitude throngs and press you, and you say, Who touched me? But Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. 
Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he, he being Jesus, said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Now, family, I think we can all agree. I think we can all agree. We may not agree on it. 50 days is a long time. But I think we can all agree that 12 years is a long time to be dealing with anything, let alone an issue, let alone a a health issue or a medical issue. Right. So this woman had a bleeding disorder for 12 years. And in verse 43, the Bible says that the woman spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. In other words, she was doing everything she could. She was doing everything she could do humanly possible to try to seek a cure for her condition. And so much so that she went to doctor after doctor after doctor and spent every single dime that she had, but she had no success. And so she heard this man named Jesus was in town. She had heard that he was, uh, uh, that people were being healed. Anybody who Jesus would touch or, or speak healing over, she, she heard. And so he was in town. And we know from the scripture that we just read that there was a multitude of people surrounding him, but somehow she pressed her way through the crowd and she touched the Bible says the border of his garment, the new, uh, the uh, King James version says the hem of his garment, right? So she touches the hem of his garment. So in essence, she just touches the edge, uh, the very bottom of his robe or the bottom of what he's wearing, his tunic. And the Bible says, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. Another way of saying that would be, and suddenly her flow of blood stopped. So here's the deal. After the woman briefly tells Jesus why she touched him, why she had to reach out and touch him, Jesus responds to her and he says, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And so I hear you may be saying, so what's the point here? The point is, family, that we, just like this woman, we have to be persistent, right, in our pressing in to Jesus's presence. But not only that, we have to be consistent. In other words, we can't just do it willy nilly or when we feel like it. This woman had an issue and she was going anywhere and everywhere she could to try to seek relief from her issue. Right. She was consistent. And she was persistent and she was so persistent when she heard that Jesus was in town that she pressed her way through the crowd, no matter what the custom was. And boy, she broke so many customs, right, in terms of reaching through and pressing through. And that's why when 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 Jesus asked who touched me, that she fell down with trembling because, number one, she shouldn't have been touching him. She was bleeding. She was ceremonially ceremonially unclean. So many things that so many customs that were broken by the fact that she touched Jesus. But she knew she absolutely knew that if she could just press her way in and get a piece of the master, that she would be healed. And so the point is, family, again, that we the same way like this woman, we have to be consistent and we have to be persistent 
present and our pressing into the presence of Jesus so that no matter what the opposition, no matter what our situation may look like, no matter how we may feel, no matter what people may say, no matter how long we've been dealing with the situation that we've been dealing with, we must press into Jesus, pressing into Jesus. And what does that look like? Well, right now, that's for us a time of consecration where we're fasting and where we're praying, where we're reading our scripture, where we're coming together corporately to pray. But we're also coming together or we're doing this individually, prayerfully in our homes or in our jobs or in our cars, wherever we may be. And why do we do this? We must do this. We must fast and pray, believing that God is faithful to fulfill every promise that he promised to us, that he promised to you, that he promised to me me and we must press in. And so what does this fasting and praying do? The fasting and praying puts us in a position to be able to hear and to see by the spirit what God is doing. And how do we know? Jeremiah 1 and 12, Jeremiah 1 verse 12 reads this way. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. You see, God spoke directly to the prophet because the prophet was seeking to know what was God's will for his life. And the Lord said to the prophet, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. And that's what fasting and prayer does. Fasting and prayer puts us in a posture of being ready to receive God's and suddenly. You see, when God speaks of an and suddenly, it has nothing to do with chronos which we get the word chronology or chronological time. Chronology has to do with uh, seconds and minutes and hours and days. It, it literally is the linear passage or the linear qualitative movement of time. But God's and suddenly doesn't revolve around chronology. God's and suddenly has everything to do with kairos. Kairos meaning the right time, the opportune time, at the critical moment where things need to happen. That's what the and suddenly means. So when my friend, my young man, my son, uh, my son, by uh, my spiritual son said that he saw that this and suddenly doesn't necessarily mean quickly. Family, what I want to encourage you to do is continue to press, continue to be consistent, continue to be persistent, continue to be faithful over the things that God has spoken over our lives, over the things that God is calling us to do. And so during this time of consecration, during this time of fasting and prayer, let us continue to press into the Lord so that the Lord can say to us, like he said to the prophet Jeremiah, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. And then God will do right as we press in, we can watch God do the and suddenly everything that he promised to do in our lives individually, everything that he promised to do in our families, everything that he promised to do in our communities, everything he promised to do in our churches, and everything he promised to do in this nation. As we fast, as we pray, we believe that God, just like the woman with the issue of blood, God will do an and suddenly and make us whole, right? And so again, family, don't get weary in well-doing continue to press into the Lord, continue to seek him by the spirit so that we can be the men and women that God is calling us to be, that we can truly, truly press into God and watch God do and suddenlies in our lives. So remember family, 
preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.